Hello everyone, uh, this is Boots on the Ground podcast and I'm your host D-Black Lesalon. In partnership with Barlife Africa, we are so thrilled to bring to you yet another exciting, exciting podcast series. And to cover this year's National Ocean Month, we shall put a spotlight on some of Barlife's partners involved in the sustainable management and governance of the ocean for current and future generations. Um, our oceans are the lungs of our planet and a major source of food and medicine and a critical part of the biosphere. According to the United Nations, oceans cover 70% of the planet and produce 50% of the Earth's oxygen. The UN estimates that 90% of big fish populations have been depleted and 50% oral reefs destroyed. And to kickstart this podcast series, we have Dr. Shannon Hampton representing International Ocean Institute South Africa. Shannon Hampton is a program manager at the International Ocean Institute, where she coordinates training in ocean governance for Africa, among various other projects. She has a PhD in marine biology from the University of Cape Town, and she has worked on small-scale fisheries, small pelagic fish, seabirds, and marine invasive species, and how to put it all together for effective ocean governance and integrated management. I hope you enjoy this series and learn something. Karibu, karibu sana. I'm Shannon Hampton. I am the program manager at the International Ocean Institute in Cape Town, South Africa. Fantastic. Um, and could you give us a brief background of uh, International Ocean Institute and its conservation work? Sure. The International Ocean Institute was founded in um, 1972 by Professor Elizabeth Mann Borgi. The NGO has a global network with 22 operational centers, and its mission is to ensure the sustainability of the ocean and promote peaceful and sustainable management of the ocean for future generations. IRISA coordinates the African region, which includes centers in Kenya, Nigeria, and Egypt. IRISA is based at the South African National Biodiversity Institute in Cape Town, South Africa and we're the main training center for the African continent. We focus on ocean governance capacity development in Africa through training programs aimed at harmonizing management, policy, and development. Our four-week course in ocean governance is our annual flagship training program that brings together participants from all over Africa with varying professional backgrounds to learn about ocean governance in a holistic way. We also produce research, policy, and strategy-related outputs to address key challenges of sustainable ocean governance in support of the communities, governments, regions, and international organizations concerned with securing a peaceful, prosperous, and healthy future for all. The goals of IRISA are based upon a strategy to act as a training and networking organization within the region and to promote science and other forms of knowledge in the service of sustainable livelihoods and good ocean governance. Th thank you so much for sharing that and giving us that brief uh, overview of the work that you do at IOISA. And uh, speaking of ocean governance, Dr. Ha Dr. Shannon, um, what are some of the challenges facing regional ocean governance? So ocean governance is inherently complex. It is, it feels redundant to say, 
but the ocean is a very big place and it is three-dimensional and variable and there are a wide range of human activities taking place on or in it. So therefore, there are also a wide range of different laws and management agencies governing it. It's such a big place and we can't see it all at once. So it's difficult to know exactly what is happening and where. And this is true even at a national scale. And although a lot of effort and very good science has got into understanding the biology, chemistry and physics of the ocean, its sheer size and complexity means that there's so much we need to study and understand about the ocean. It's connectivity and complex feedback loops. This is expensive and some of the work needs to be done in areas that are not easily accessible or using technology that still needs to be developed. So many countries, particularly in Africa, are trying to get to grips with understanding and managing their own coastal waters and exclusive economic zones, sometimes with limited resources and capacity to do so. So this can result in regional initiatives not being prioritized, even though a lot of the issues are obviously happening at a regional level and impact more than one country. And while the long-term benefits of regional governance are undeniable, the short-term effort and financial input required to establish frameworks and mechanisms to implement them might be perceived to be too much of a barrier in some cases. I think another challenge is that many of the regional initiatives are funded by relatively short-term project funding, and so maintaining momentum and commitment to them can be a challenge. In my opinion, one of the other challenges is getting people with different mandates and different priorities to work together. You often see that even within a country. It's a challenge for different sectors and different departments to work together. This is not necessarily because of a lack of willingness, but can be because they are undercapacitated and is an add-on to an already challenging work requirements. Difficulties can arise from not understanding each other's mandates, which can allow for certain issues to fall between the gaps. And difficulties can also arise because of conflict in priorities and power imbalances. Countries have different legal frameworks, different priorities, economies, and social realities. It's a complex world out there. Sure. And uh, you've mentioned the size and complexity as a, as a challenge. And uh, I'm curious to know what are some of the initiatives you, know, you have put in place to strengthen these linkages across, across the region in the South East Atlantic, uh, which is one of the critical uh, regions in ocean governance. So I think there are some really exciting projects happening in the region, including, of course, the Strong High Seas Project that is looking at regional ocean governance issues in areas beyond national jurisdiction. The Abidjan Convention Secretariat are a partner with this project and are steering a number of other important projects in the region, including developing best practices for management of plastic waste. The Abidjan Convention Secretariat are also implementing partners in the grid Arendelle-funded Mami Water project, which is looking at integrated ocean management in three pilot countries, Benin, Côte d'Ivoire, and Ghana. It is hoped that these three countries will then become knowledge hubs and share their experiences and expertise with other countries in the region. IRISA is involved as a center of expertise for the marine spatial planning component of the Mamiawata project. Grid Arendelle is also working on a number of blue carbon projects in the region. The Burisma project is a partnership between the Benguela Current Commission and its three countries, South Africa, Namibia, and Angola. 
It is focused on the implementation of marine spatial planning in the region, including identifying within country and transboundary ecologically or biologically significant areas. Another exciting project that is working in Namibia, South Africa and Ghana, amongst other countries, is the One Ocean Hub. This collaborative transdisciplinary research project is looking at ways to transform, transform our response to the urgent challenges facing our ocean and influence decisions and practices that shape the future of the ocean by promoting sustainability and justice. Their research is seeking to bridge current disconnections in law, science, policy, and integrate governance frameworks to balance multiple oceans uses with conservation. The All Atlantic pro program has a range of different projects and exciting research programs. They're also exploring data availability, sharing and co-creation. One of their activities is encouraging ocean literacy, which IOISA is involved in, creating around the awareness around the ocean and the pressures it faces is an important aspect of ocean governance. IOISA obviously also runs the annual four-week course in ocean governance. This training has been running since 2013 and has over 100 alumni throughout the African region. We hope that our alumni in all their various professional backgrounds are ambassadors for the ocean and good ocean governance. And of course, there's a lot of work being done at national level by many different organizations and institutions. And I'm sure to have missed some other regional projects that are doing great work in the region. Great. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Shannon. And um, I'm glad you've mentioned about the Strong High Seas Project, uh, which I'm sure you're working closely with um, at IOISA to create an awareness and strengthen ocean conservation advocacy. Could you, could you kindly tell us briefly how impactful uh, the strong, your collaboration or rather your, 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 your linkage with uh, the Strong High Seas Project and the on-the-ground operations that you do, uh, uh, how, how impactful have they been so far? <laughs> so the Strong High Seas Project partners in the Southeast Atlantic include the Abidjan Convention Secretariat, BirdLife, and IOISA, working with international partners, IASS, IDRI, WWF Germany, and various partners in South America. We aim to be as inclusive as possible, and we try to engage all the countries in the region through the Abidjan Convention focal points, and really anyone interested in the topic. We also work with the regional fisheries organizations and regional economic communities, and the advisory board for the project includes representatives from FAO, IOC, UNESCO, IMO, CFO, UNEP, and various other organizations with acronyms that we can never remember. Our dialogues workshops for the Strong High Seas Project, there have been three so far, have been an excellent opportunity to include a wide range of stakeholders with an interest in the topic. They are designed to create awareness and have open dialogues about biodiversity in areas beyond national jurisdiction. The negotiations taking place at international level and its importance for the region. The project has also developed a number of resources that are designed to support decision makers, researchers, and anyone interested in the topic in better understanding some of the key issues for area beyond national jurisdiction, including among others, 
the legal and institutional, institutional framework, opportunities and challenges, the regional status of marine biodiversity and anthropogenic pressures in the areas beyond national jurisdiction, and the social and economic importance of areas beyond national jurisdiction for the region. We're also developing new reports that will look at integrated management and mechanisms for implementing effective conservation measures in the region, which will be coming out relatively soon. We've also developed a website that is designed to be user-friendly and accessible for beginners with links to resources for experts tailor-made for the region. The hope is to create awareness about biodiversity beyond national jurisdiction to as wide an audience as possible because people care about what they know and we all need to care about this important but often overlooked part of the ocean, even though it makes up 95% of the ocean's volume. Totally agree with you on that one, uh, Dr. Shannon. And uh, uh, let's switch on gears now and talk uh, a bit about the wide range of stakeholders and uh, in what ways have you strengthened, you know, capacity building in the in the different projects that you're you're, you're implementing or rather you're working you're working uh, towards. So the strong project has already carried out a number of capacity development initiatives that have been designed to empower those participating in the negotiations taking place in New York and in cre creating awareness on the importance of the negotiation to African countries. In particular, these looked at building capacity for regional ocean governance, looking at marine genetic resources and area-based management tools. We've held webinars that explored marine biodiversity in areas beyond national jurisdiction and issues around marine genetic resources. We also held a workshop in Cape Town in 2019 when it was still possible to meet in person. And that focused on providing an understanding of the structure and contents of the negotiations taking place in New York, as well as their relevance for African states and how we can all contribute to the negotiations at a national and regional level. Unfortunately, as a result of COVID, we are unable to host a second in-person training but this has provided us with an exciting new opportunity to host a series of virtual training events, which we are very excited about. The first will take place on the 17th and 18th of this month, and we'll focus on an introduction to the United Nations Law of the Sea and Biodiversity Beyond National Jurisdiction Negotiations, obviously with an emphasis on what this means for the countries in this region. Great. You shall surely keep an eye on that as 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 you look to release uh, that to to the public. And um, as we look to celebrate uh, World Ocean Month, uh, Dr. Shannon, what key message would you like uh, to pass uh, along uh, to our audience? It's it's hard to think of one, but the ocean is such an important part of our world, not just because it provides a source of food, oxygen climate regulation, carbon sequestration, energy and livelihoods, or even that 90% of our goods are transported by sea, and most of our internet is as a result of undersea cables. It is an amazing, diverse, huge space with ecosystems and species we are just starting to get to know. So it's full of wonder and insane extremes. Fish that glow in the dark, animals that live in perpetually dark, sulfurous, underwater volcanoes, our smallest and our largest animals. I can't imagine a person not being moved by the sight of a whale breaking the surface of the ocean 
or smiling at the sight of a waddling penguin. It deserves our attention, our awareness, and our care. There is so much work to be done and no time to waste. So let's all work together and make good things happen. Wow, wow. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time to join us uh, this morning, Dr. Shannon. What a guest, what a brilliant conversation we've had. Um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for chatting to me. It was lovely to be here. Okay, bye. Cheers. <laughs>